Welcome back to another episode of the Ascension Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Cannon. I am the owner of Ascension Sports, and it's good to be back with you guys. It's been a a long time since I spoke to you all, and things have been moving and fast forward since the last time I I hit you guys' ears. So just want to get you caught up on the happenings of Ascension Sports, kind of what's going on with me and how that affects the basketball community in North Carolina and abroad. So uh, since the last time that, you know, I spoke to you guys, the biggest update is that I am director of basketball and events coordinator at the new Rise Sports Complex located in Clemens. Uh, it's listed on the website, it's Bermuda Run, but Clemens, North Carolina, uh, right outside of Winston-Salem, going towards Davie County. Uh, if you're familiar with the Tanglewood Lights, uh, big, you know, display in Christmas time, it's, it's right in that area near Tanglewood. So, uh, but we have eight courts, uh, two indoor soccer fields, can be four youth-sized soccer fields, um, Torque Fitness, is a you know major uh, physical uh, you know training operation that'll be operating out of there. Um, you know it's just going to be a big deal with volleyball, basketball, uh, indoor soccer, lacrosse. Uh, There's a lot of things going on in there. We'll have gymnastics, um, wrestling. So it's it's a big deal coming to the state of North Carolina finally to have a sports venue with the setup to and capabilities to, to have some major events come to the state of North Carolina. I think it's going to be a major tourist attraction for the state and especially for that area. And it's my job to make sure that we keep it, you know, keep it that way. So I'm super excited about the opportunity to have Ascension Sports partner up with Ross uh, Indoor Sports uh, to bring something really cool uh, to to North Carolina and you know we already have 73 weekends booked up and our grand opening and first event will be next week May 15th uh, we'll be working with Rick Lewis and the Phenom guys on May 15th to throw that first tournament and uh, I'm looking looking forward to it out the next weekend is is on pretty much every weekend from now until 2023 so it's a major opportunity I'm super excited about it uh, it allowed me to lay eyes on a lot of kids firsthand um, from a lot of different, you know, from Big Shots to Phenom to, you know, a lot of different, you know, organizations and, and tournament hosts. So, you know, I'll be able to see your kids, do evaluations, you know, catch up with some guys I hadn't seen in a long time. We're also hosting the North Carolina Public School uh, live live period in June. So I'll, you know, I'll be able to hear feedback from the coaches firsthand, kind of see, you know, what the feedback is on these high school guys during uh, a continued challenge time for high school kids to uh, be recruited at the college level. Um, from Ascension Sports standpoint and the transfer portal, which is what, you know, I always specialized in and uh, always kept my, you know, pulse, kept a pulse on. Uh, I've had a lot of guys this year and, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool to kind of see the processes for each kid. It's, it's been it's been drastically different for, for each one, but it, at the end, they, they were able to get some options that they liked and uh, find a home. So it's, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, another transition, transi- transition that I made was 
helping college coaches, you know, build a name for themselves and, and land in some cool places as well. So that's that's been a new twist. Um, but I'm excited about that as well. It's pretty cool to see guys landing jobs and opportunities. And I'll, you know, let it be known like that. I'm not the only reason they got those jobs. It just, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of helping out, um, you know, to make sure that they got the profile that they need. So by no means, I, I don't want uh, people thinking I, I got access directly to the ADs and chancellors of these schools. It was just more of an opportunity to, build their, their notoriety up, do some marketing for some guys, get their name out there and just show that they're, you know, they have a following, um, that you validated, uh, your big deal. Uh, a lot of times I think assistant coaches, uh, get so caught up in the grind of recruiting and doing all those things that they forget to market themselves to show that they're more than just an assistant coach. Uh, I don't know too many people that go into the coaching game to just be an assistant. Uh, I think a lot of these guys do their due diligence. They do what they ask, you know, go above and beyond to try to prove their worth to the head coach to show they deserve more responsibility. And I think sometimes that's misread as, oh, he's a great assistant or he's a great recruiter or you get pigeonholed. So my job is to try to make people see these coaches in a larger, with a larger lens and understand that they're ready for the opportunities of being a head coach. So uh, that's been a cool transition, but you know, just to give you a, you know a little insight on a couple of you know my guys, you know I had Marcus Watson, who was at New Mexico. Uh, he transferred into North Carolina A&T. Marcus is a local kid, uh, originally from you know Winston Salem, uh, moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere around tenth grade, I believe it was tenth or eleventh grade. Ended up having a phenomenal career in in Buford, Georgia. Uh, went to Oklahoma State things didn't quite work out there went to new mexico state coach got fired <laughs> um so just been you know crazy times for him this kofi year was a blessing to him to get this year back and to be able to come transfer and play for north carolina ante i think he's gonna have a tremendous career at north carolina ante had antonio day another north carolina kid uh was at fiu average around 17 and 5 17 and 6 there uh junior uh he's gonna go to fordham uh, a big pickup for Cal Neptune, uh, Tonio, we call him Tone. Uh, Tone's an explosive guard, uh, you know, high basketball IQ. He's going to kill it up there for them. Uh, there's no doubt about it, you know, in my mind that people going to not understand how he ended up at Fordham, but Cal Neptune did a good job in the recruitment process and, and brought him home. Uh, Cameron Whiteside, who was a D2 transfer from UVA Wise, who pretty much averaged 20 and 10, uh, big time score, you know, efficient score, um, ended up, he had originally committed to Western Carolina and then coach got the job down at Winthrop. And so Cameron decided to follow coach down to Winthrop. So Cam Whiteside is going to do, you know, some phenomenal things down at, at Winthrop. Uh, Trey King, who was at Eastern Kentucky and uh, put up tremendous numbers this year. Uh, he's kind of a hybrid four, uh, three, four type kid, can do a little bit of everything, versatility. Uh, he chose to go play for Pat Ewan in Georgetown. That was a big, big addition for Pat. Um, I also had uh, David Beatty. Uh, Dave started out at uh, South Carolina. Um, Finished up at LaSalle, graduated, um, 
with the extra year. Of course, you know, he got a chance to go play again, and he's coming to Aggieland. He'll join Marcus Watson in North Carolina A&T along with Cam Langley. And, uh, man, they got a, they got a squad uh, over there at a as they head into the Big South. Um, work with uh, DJ Horn. Um, DJ will be taking his talents to uh, Arizona State. He had a good freshman year, uh, borderline great freshman year, and, uh, you know, made the transfer, want to go to a bigger level, and uh, he'll definitely get his shot out there at Arizona State. Um, following a lot of hype out there at Arizona State, you know, Hurley would be good for him, and uh, he's going out there with his boy, Will Felton. So it'd be, it's going to be pretty cool to see how the North Carolina kids uh, show up and show out in uh, Arizona State. Uh, can't wait to see what those guys do. Uh, had Jalen Cohn uh, transfer from Virginia Tech. Uh, is going to take his talents to Northern Arizona. Uh, it's going to take on a whole another challenge. He'll go from being like a primarily a shooter at Virginia Tech, uh, kind of a specialist, to going to Northern Arizona where he's going to have to play a similar role probably to what he did at Walkertown. Um, he's going to take that challenge on, and I think he he'll do. He'll do fine with that. Um, had Kareem Kaluabi, Kaluabali uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, I love Big Fella's game, and I've been hyping him up a lot. Um, watching his footwork, his offensive skill set, like I think Kareem is the real deal. He's going to take his talents from Pittsburgh to St. Bonnie, and uh, I think he's going to have a, a breakout year at St. Bonaventure. I think it's just going to be a little more opportunity for him. I think the conference and with his size, I think it'll just allow him to be more effective than than he was at the ACC. Um, obviously, I had Adise Tony, a Pittsburgh transfer, um, selected Air, uh, Arkansas, went to go play with Musselman. Um, after watching kind of what Moody did and that whole roster, I think these uh, style of play-wise, physicality, I think he has a chance to you know have a special opportunity down there at Arkansas. Um, big time defender, physical player. I think SEC is going to allow him to be a little more physical than he was allowed to be in the ACC, which will loosen his game up a, a whole lot because he won't be in foul trouble. Had Greg Gant, Providence transfer. Greg chose NC State, go to play with Coach Keats, come back home, uh, play in front of the family, friends and family. That was a, a big deal for him. And he got the opportunity to do it and, you know, do it at most kids' dream as far as playing ball in the ACC. Can't wait to see what G does, man. He's, he's a tough-nosed kid, um, versatile kid. So uh, reunited with Manny Bates and Cam Hayes, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how that, that plays out. But, I mean, the history shows that those, those guys play well together. And uh, I think the game is going to get a lot easier for all of them. Uh, had Jordan Perkins, uh, North Carolina Central legend, uh, finished number two in assist all time at North Carolina Central. He'll be at Longwood where he'll join with Deshaun Wade in the backcourt, uh, two team Felton guys as well. Um, they'll, they'll be playing bully ball. That would probably be one of the strongest, biggest backcourts uh, in the area, to be honest with you. Uh, but it should pose a problem to a lot of teams in the Big South if those guys are allowed to play as physical as I know they can play. Uh, but Joe's a special player, and he's going to, uh, 
you know, he's, he's going to make some big-time improvements up there at Longwood. Had J.P. Mormon, another North Carolina kid. J.P. spent all, all four years at Temple, graduated, and now he's going to uh, go take his talents out to California and go to uh, UC Riverside. And uh, I think with his size and versatility at UC Riverside, he's going to he's going to be a matchup problem in that conference. So I'm looking forward to to seeing, you know, JP go out there and do his thing. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to, he's going to do well. He did a really good job with his process, took his time. And, you know, uh, I think he, he chose the spot that made the most sense for him for basketball and a career after basketball. I have Rudy Williams from Kansas state point guard, Rudy chose to come a little closer back to North Carolina. He's going to go to Coastal Carolina, where they they had a lot of turnover on the roster due to transfers and NBA draft entries. So Rudy's going to come in and go from, you know, being a 10 to 15 minute guy at Kansas State to probably a 30, 35 minute guy at Coastal Carolina. Um, He's going to have to come in and play a major role uh, right away. Um, And I think Rudy's up for the challenge. He'll have two years left to play. And I, I think he's going to kill it. I had my big fella, Iron Bennett, left Marshall University. He's going to join uh, Eastern Kentucky and uh, A.W. Hamilton, kind of reuniting the the, the Hargrave crew. Um, but Iron's going to go to Eastern Kentucky, man. He's about to get busy. Um, I'm excited for big fella. Um, that team is, is scary good, too. Jamoru coming back. Um, big time guard uh, also a North Carolina kid like uh, they got a real chance they picked up some good and then Braxton Beverly joined their squad and a couple other key pieces but he that's that team is going to be sneaky good uh, this year on a national level not just in conference like they were this year I had the big fella Terrell Brown grad transfer from uh, Pittsburgh uh, Terrell's going to go to San Diego. I think he'll get a chance to play more of the face-up four, face-up five position like he's used to, uh, taking jump shots and doing that space on the floor. He was kind of more mm, Tyson Chandler in usage at Pitt, uh, kind of trying to be a rim protector, and that's not really his game. So I think he's, uh, I think he's going to play a uh, uh, a big role for San Diego, which is a really good program. I think it's a really cool spot for, for Terrell to finish up at. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just excited for excited for him. I'm excited for all the guys. Um, had some, some high school kids uh, that had a chance to, you know, sign, you know, sign with different schools. One was Chip Culpep out of Alabama. He committed to Tuskegee. Uh, he was out of Hoover and uh, made his dreams come true. K.J. Garrett uh, committed to Belmont Abbey. Uh, you see Mosquera for uh, Parra. Uh, you see was one of our guys at Team Felton, finished out of UVA Wise, went to Life University with that extra year, uh, signed a pro contract down in South America. So uh, extremely proud of him as well. So it's been... Uh, busy times. Got a couple of guys left. John Harrard, a big fella out of Penn, Penn State. He's narrowed his choices down. Uh, it's just a matter of him just making the choice now. So, um, man, it's, it's been busy. Um, Julian Williams is another high school kid that I'm helping out of Northwood Temple. James Wilkins at Calvary Baptist. Um, 
you know, he's, he's a 22 kid, so he, he's got this something to get busy and, and pick that recruitment up. And uh, Julian, and uh, he's a senior, uh, just recently picked up an offer from UNC Pembroke uh, this week, actually. Uh, has about three or four other offers and opportunities, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But it's been a successful spring, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy and excited that things are kind of rolling back to normal. And uh, it was a tough year for everybody, but it's cool to see these kids out here playing. And uh, I can't wait to be a part of it at Rise Indoor Sports. Um, watching everything go down, uh, there's definitely been a trickle-down effect from the transfer portal. Uh, didn't hear many calls about JUCO kids this year because coaches weren't really able to go watch those guys play. And obviously high school recruitment was slowed down, but I think a lot of people are associating it with the transfer portal. It's not really the transfer portal that's hurting everybody. It's the extra year of eligibility. That extra year took a lot of scholarships away um, in effect the recruiting. That I think the transfer portal is here to stay, but you won't see the impact that it had this year because you won't have the extra year eligibility for everybody going forward. So that that was the real curveball this year. So you, you got to roll with the punches. High school kids, if you didn't learn anything else from the 21 class, you better play every game like it's, it's your last and put up some major numbers because you're not competing with the other high school kids for these scholarships. If you're averaging 13 and 5 in high school and then as a guy in college averaging 13 and 5, he jumps in the portal. I, if I'm a college coach, I'm going to take the 13 and five that was executed at the college level. I'm over the kid that did it in high school. So if you're in high school, you need to double those numbers to compete with the guy in college, um, if that makes sense. Because uh, basically what the portal is doing, those potential scholarships, uh, where we had kids going D1 and getting a bunch of offers just strictly out potential. Those 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 scholarships are now gone. That the potential scholarships are going to sophomores that in college, freshmen that are in college, juniors that are in college. They can the bodies are more developed and they still need the little work, but they already got co- collegiate experience. So that's that's what you're facing. So high school kids, especially 2022, uh, you need to tear it up. Uh, whether it's the high school live period event or the July live period events. You can't take any games off. Everything has to be consistent. Your teams need to win. You need to show progression in your game from the you know, first time the coaches see you to the last time. And then August and September workouts. Hopefully COVID is gone. High schools open back up. Let coaches come in and watch you work out. But there's a chance that that may not happen. So if it doesn't happen, this summer is all you got. So make sure you take advantage of these live periods and give yourself the best chance to make something happen so uh coaching changes it was a ton of swapping and moving around and you know that's to be expected um it was a good run for minority coaches this summer especially black coaches Uh, i was impressed by the number of guys who got here coaching jobs Um, a lot of those guys i knew personally and i'm extremely happy for each and every one of them and uh they know they already have my support and uh, a lot of assistants made moves and that put them in a bigger situation. And, you know, excited to see that. And then outside of that, I mean, it was some, you know, the Roy Williams leaving Carolina, 
I think people knew that was coming soon, but I don't think anybody outside of that circle expected it to be on April Fool's Day, which was my birthday. I thought it was April Fool's jokes. I didn't even really pay attention to it. And I found out that it was legit from uh, talking to Raymond and uh, Dave Noel. Uh, it was just shocking that that was the case. Um, obviously, those guys know. But to the general public, that was a shocker. Um, I think the hiring of Hubert Davis was somewhat of a shocker for people outside of the uh, Carolina family as well. I think it's a safe pick uh, to kind of not rock the boat too much. But I think, you know, the people's champ for that job would have been Wes Miller, who's going to Cincinnati and put together a heck of a staff at Cincinnati. But I think if I was the AD, I, I would have went with Wes just for the fact that he's young. I think you go ahead and let him take his lumps while Carolina's recent history hasn't been the greatest. I think it gave it would have given him time to kind of build, you know, you know, get used to playing, you know, coaching on that level, putting his philosophy together on that level, and coming in off a couple of years where it's disappointing years, that would allow him not to follow in such big footsteps. But it worked out like it did, and uh, you know, I hope, hope Hubert takes advantage of it and, and kills it and, and does his thing. And, uh, you know, it, it was just cool seeing all those guys get jobs. So Nate James, first-time head coach, uh, goes to Austin P. Uh, that's going to be big. Dez Oliver going to East Tennessee State. That's a big job to take on because he's dealing with basketball. He's dealing with race relations. He's dealing with a little bit of everything. Uh, Isaac Brown getting the head coaching job at Wichita State after filling in an interim circumstance and killing it. Um, Man, you know, you can just go on and on. Earl Grant going from uh, college to Charleston, getting Boston College. So he's he's jumping right into the ACC. Kim English, you know, getting the head coaching job at George Mason after being an assistant at several stops, but most recently at Tennessee. Uh, Get to see my man, Justin Gaining. Uh, get the job at Tennessee uh, as an assistant after uh, being at Marquette with Wojo and Tony Madlock. He he comes from Memphis and gets the head coaching job at South Carolina State. Um, Jordan Mincy, former assistant coach at Florida. He's got the head coaching job at Jacksonville University. And then my main guy, Darius Nichols, coming back home to Rafford and taking the head coaching job at Rafford. Man, that's... that's uh, and bringing his brother Shane with him, um, Tim Pete as an assistant, man, that's that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Is kind of seeing everybody move and put themselves in a position to, you know, get better, um, take on bigger roles. My man Brian Graves, aka BG, takes makes the move from North Carolina Central to Western Carolina. Uh, Mike Woodson. You know, getting a head coaching job in Indiana. Uh, man, there's just so many to go on and on. I know I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, Nate James at Austin P. Uh, Speedy Claxton, my main my main guy right there, got the head coaching job at, at Hofstra as he should. Um, the biggest surprise for me is, you know, Andre Gray not picking up one of those head coaching jobs. Man, he was – he has been super solid. He's missed North Carolina. Um, I thought he had a real shot at UNCG in Western Carolina, uh, and deservedly so. Uh, Andre Gray is a big-time coach. He, he's done it in all facets as an assistant at a lot of different levels, D1, D2, 
low major, mid major. I thought he was he's long overdue. I think he's 20 years into the game. He he knows what he's doing. He can he can navigate a program. He can definitely recruit. So um, his day is coming, and and I'm looking forward to it for him. And uh, you know, it, you know, stuff happens at the at the times that it's supposed to happen. But it's it's been a blessing to watch kids sign. Uh, my man Jaden Ellis, another kid, you know, Team Felton, and you know, one of my clients. He's he's headed out to Army. I uh, got some high school kids, Haley Blackwell. Uh, she's gonna be super special. She's a 2022. Um, I, I would expect her recruitment to to really start picking up. So it's it's been busy, but it's been a blessing uh, seeing so many so many kids turn adversity into opportunity. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of the process. So um, you look at a kid like Nick Grace, who, who's recruiting is starting to bubble heavily i uh, picked up his first off from boston university about two weeks ago yeah about two weeks ago um he's gonna be big time and he's playing with Dwayne west and those guys are going on the road Dwayne does an awesome job as always with with his kids and uh you know i, I look forward to working with him and make sure nick gets taken care of and uh you know that's that's what i'm here for is just make sure we try to get these kids, especially these North Carolina kids, in a good situation. You got Shaquille Moore and John Michael Wright in the portal right now. Those two guys are big-time guards. I can't wait to see where they go. Um, I'm not involved in their processes, but I've had a lot of coaches call, you know, just asking about those kids. Both of those kids are outstanding. So wherever they pick, I know they're going to have an immediate impact. Um on wherever they go uh, and it'll be a big time get for whoever gets them especially this late in the portal because uh, there's not a whole lot left in that portal that coaches are super excited about um, there's still some steals in there but coaches are kind of finalizing everything now um, that's in that portal they're kind of looking through it but I don't think there's a whole lot of excitement and uh, so I mean those two guys should benefit from that uh, the big fella Odie from Wake Forest would probably be a prime target. It's not that many big guys in the portal, so uh, he'll probably have his choice of schools to go to. But with all that going on, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be a uh, situation to help multiple people all over the all over the country. Um, the networking that was done during quarantine really paid off for me. Uh, which means it paid off for the kids. It paid off for the coaches that I helped. And um, you guys make sure to pay attention to the Ascension Sports page. I, I try to put as much uh, updated information on recruiting, events going on at Rise Indoor Sports, um, just a little bit of everything just to keep you in the know. So you go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and follow Ascension Sports. Obviously follow this podcast, and I think I'll have a little more time uh, to get back on this on a regular basis, keep you guys informed on what's going on and uh, kind of the latest trends of what's going on. And especially once I start watching these games at Rising Door and uh, being able to comment on some of the teams and programs and what's going on, that's, that should be some fun podcast to be able to give a unbiased viewpoint on, on these guys and, uh, and ladies as they come into the play these tournaments um but it, i've been extremely blessed i always want to make sure people understand that 
uh, I'm grateful and the opportunities to help people I think have directly come back to me uh, to give me some opportunities that I weren't expecting so uh, if I can give you any advice as a kid or a parent is make sure you just do the right thing whatever your gift is make sure you share it with the people around you share it with the people that you want to share it with and I promise you it's going to come back and uh, we all went through some tough times in the last year or so I know a lot of people lost loved ones and kids missed out on you know, high school experiences and elementary school and sports memories and all that stuff. It all sucked, but we made it. Um, I know we're not all the way out to clear yet, but we're definitely closer than we were uh, this time last year. So uh, acknowledge the progress. Understand we all got to keep working. And uh, I need you all to just continue to follow me. Uh, if there's anything you need me to talk about or want to hear me talk about, definitely shoot me an inbox or post on one of the posts on ascension and uh, i definitely get to it and like i said i'm looking forward to doing at least one of these episodes every week the goal is to try to do two but that's a little ambitious right now but uh that's just the plan if i can get two done a week keep you guys engaged touch on some topics that you guys really enjoy That'd be pretty dope. So I thank I thank you guys for sticking with me, listen, listening to me, following me. Um, I think I'm almost at 3,000 spins now, which is crazy that you guys wanted to hear my voice enough to give me 3,000 listens, but I'm definitely appreciative. And like I said, if I can help you, um, definitely reach out to me. Um, that's that's what that's what life's all about is using your talents to help help those around you. So um, I miss you guys. I appreciate you listening. And until next time, keep ascending.